Do you ever feel like the oddball during the holiday season? While others are getting excited for the festivities and basking in the joy of all that goes along with planning and preparing for gatherings and gift-giving, you feel a growing sense of anxiety and restlessness. Maybe I'm the only oddball on the planet, but I really have to work at not getting overwhelmed and anxious between mid-November and the first of the year. I feel an obligation to decorate my home and start all of the gift shopping. Well, I love all of the decorations and festivity that surrounds me in other homes and venues. The thought of pulling it all together in my own home is overwhelming. With all of our other work and life responsibilities, I sort of want to just skip over it. But as a mom, I know the value of tradition. This is often the time of year that I find myself wishing that I had all of my time to work from home and manage my home instead of working full-time outside the home and trying to also work from home and manage my home. I have visions of all of the beautiful decorating I would do and how inviting I would make my home. But my reality is not that right now. So I need to figure out how to make do with where I am at in life at the moment. Today is for those of you, like me, who struggle to keep from getting anxious over the holidays. I'm going to give you 10 tips to prevent or at least reduce anxiety during the holidays. Also, don't forget, this is the last week to get entered to win a fabulous Grace-Filled Leader birthday prize. All you have to do is leave a written review of the show on Apple Podcasts, take a screenshot of your review, and post it in our free Facebook community, or send it to me via email. Links for both are in the show notes. You can also go to gracefieldleader.com slash community to to access the Facebook group, or gracefieldleader.com slash contact to send me a message. So don't miss your chance. Get those reviews posted so you can get entered into the drawing, okay? Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever but never really feel good enough no matter how much outward success you achieve? Do you want more time for the things that matter most? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, certified Christian life coach and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, but no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. My life changed when I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you time management, self-care routines, and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to become fueled by grace and free from people-pleasing, if you're ready to multiply your time and impact as a Christian woman in leadership, This podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends, 
it's time to get after it. Managing anxiety over the holidays is tricky, but important for your well-being. And it's also important in making sure that your loved ones are able to enjoy the festivities and the tradition. To be honest, there have been far too many occasions that I probably have made things miserable for my family in the preparatory phases of the holidays. My tips shared today are intended to help you avoid some of the anguish you or others might feel. So first of all, whenever possible, plan ahead. Tip number one is to plan ahead. Plan where you're going to do your cleaning and decorating. Plan when and where you will do your shopping. Plan your menu if you are hosting. And keep a running grocery list until you're ready to buy. Having a clear plan can help reduce uncertainty and help you feel more in control. We all know that the root of anxiety is the inability to plan or control or predict your circumstances. Tip number two, set realistic expectations. Understand that not everything has to be perfect. Set realistic expectations of yourself and others. Be open to the imperfections and the unexpected changes. Here is the reality for most. Assuming we don't live in a complete squalor, most people don't care and don't even notice what we would probably consider a messy or untidy house. They aren't there to see and judge your house. And if they are, you probably want to reconsider your guest list. They are there to enjoy time with you and one another. The smallest touches can create an inviting space. Having a nice smelling candle burning and a few well-placed centerpieces or accent pieces is really all you need. I have had to reduce my expectations for myself in this area. I just don't have the bandwidth to do a lot of cleaning and decorating. The extent of my Christmas decor is basically a decorated tree, the kids' stockings on the fireplace, a festive centerpiece on the table, and some nice-smelling candles. As long as I have a tree up, that seems to be sufficient for my kids. Tip number three, prioritize self-care. This is one that we often let go of in the hustle and bustle of the holidays, but it is so important to take time for self-care. Set aside time for doing activities that bring you joy and help you to relax and recover. Maybe that's going for a walk, reading a book, journaling, or just having quiet time for practicing mindfulness and stillness. Maybe it's a nice bath with your favorite face mask and a soft burning candle. Tip number four. Manage your time and commitments. Be mindful of your schedule and avoid overcommitting. As people pleasers, we are often already overcommitted. So learn to say no to activities or events that just lead to more stress or anxiety. If you are already at capacity, 
and you get asked to help with the church Christmas program, well, it is definitely God-honoring work. Perhaps you can allow someone else to honor God in that way this year. If it's not God calling you to do the task, there is nothing wrong with graciously saying no to humans. Remember the story of Mary and Martha? Jesus was coming to their home and Martha was fussing about working on all of the preparations while Mary was just spending time just being in the presence of Jesus. Martha sort of complained to Jesus that, so that he might tell Mary to help her with the work. But Jesus corrected her in love and grace, saying that actually Mary had chosen the right thing. The important thing was just being in the Lord's presence, not doing a bunch of things to make a good impression. Tip number five, budget wisely. Create a budget for holiday spending and do your best to stick to it. If you aren't someone that does all your shopping online and you can do this, I suggest actually setting aside cash for your holiday spending. Put it in an envelope and spend only the cash you have budgeted and set aside. Financial stress can contribute to anxiety, so planning ahead can help alleviate this pressure. I honestly wish that there was less focus on gift buying and more focused on just enjoying the time with people. We actually made an agreement several years back with all of the adults in my family that we were not going to exchange gifts between adults. Unfortunately, my husband didn't agree to that for us as a couple, but everyone else, our parents and adult siblings, agreed to that. So, some years, some of the adults do break the rule and they decide to get gifts, and I struggled to not feel guilty about that, but then I decided... No, I'm not going to feel guilty. We made the agreement and they chose to do something different this year. If I were the one choosing to get gifts in spite of the agreement, I wouldn't be doing it with an expectation of something in return. So, this has meant a huge relief for Christmases ever since we made this agreement. And we decided that we were only buying for the kids. We kind of agreed that we buy until the kids have kids of their own. So when I say we buy for the kids, we actually keep buying for kids that are well into adulthood. (laughs) But that's okay. You might not want to do that. You might set an age limit. I don't know. That's how we do it. Um, This has significantly saved on money and stress for the holidays, though. So this was honestly one of the best things that we ever did. Tip number six is to delegate. You don't have to do everything on your own. If you are hosting the meal, consider doing the main entree and asking others to bring a side dish or a dessert. Usually, people are happy to contribute, especially when it means they don't have to be the one to host the dinner. Get your family involved with the tidying and the decorating or put them in charge of finding the right gift for someone else. In your delegating, though, be sure to consider your family's strengths and giftings, as this will likely lead to more success and less frustration, both for you and for them. 
Tip number seven: Stay active. Physical activity in any form is a great way to manage stress. Try not to give up your daily walk or yoga or whatever it is that you enjoy doing for activity, just because it's the holidays. Doing even a small amount of activity can do wonders for boosting your mood, boosting your energy, and reducing anxiety. I'm so grateful that the weather here has been unseason unseasonably nice this fall. Knock on wood, because it has allowed me to continue walking outside. The crisp, fresh air and sunshine is truly therapeutic. I have an intent, so let's see if we stick to it. That I keep my daily walk, however long or short, going through this holiday season because I need it for my own mental sat my own mental sanity. Okay, tip number eight, and some of you might not agree with this one, but I have to do this: limit social media. Focus on real life connections and experiences. Resist the urge to scroll endlessly on social media. While this is true any time of year, it seems to ramp up over the holidays that people are posting images of. Perfect homes, perfectly decorated, and perfect families, and this can easily contribute to feelings of inadequacy or comparison. Not only that, but it robs you of the precious time you need to take care of yourself and accomplish your pre-holiday planning. We think we're just gonna take a quick look at our likes or the news feed, and before long, we've wasted an hour scrolling. So take it or leave it, but I strongly encourage you to set limits with this, with your social media. Tip number nine: Focus on gratitude. Practice gratitude by reflecting on all the positive aspects of the holiday season. This can shift your focus away from stressors and enhance your overall perspective. My favorite part of the holiday season are the. Low-key mornings, hanging out in our comfies, just visiting or doing puzzles. My adult kids come home, and it feels a little like old times when we were all under one roof. Suddenly, I don't care so much about how messy the house might be. My babies are home, and I want to enjoy every minute with them. The holidays is often a time of year that we make time for other family members who. We often don't take enough time to enjoy throughout the year. We gather with our parents, aunts, uncles, cousins. I try to stop and realize that we never know how many more of these holidays we will have together. My mom often gathers pine and cedar boughs, and we get together the evening after Thanksgiving to make wreaths together. There's something special about being creative. Making something together with our hands—it is very therapeutic and rewarding, and it's great bonding time. And finally, tip number ten: Learn to say no. It is okay to decline invitations or requests if they contribute to your anxiety. I think this is especially true when it doesn't really involve core members of your family or friends, and. Would more often be a yes out of obligation or guilt. It is important to show gratitude for the invite and grace with the declination, but 
It is sometimes necessary to say no when it becomes an important aspect of self-care. Sometimes we say yes just out of FOMO, fear of missing out, which isn't the right reason for saying yes. Our fragile egos want to know that we are included and invited, but actually going to the event might really deplete us and lead to more anxiety. Some of you beautiful souls are much more free-spirited and unhindered than I, and I applaud you. Perhaps you have no issues with anxiety around the holidays, and you delight in all of the action, anticipation, and preparation. Be grateful for that. That is wonderful. If that is true, you can ignore everything I just said. Unless you have someone in your life that is unlike you and struggles with anxiety. This might help you be a little more empathetic and accommodating with them. Those of us that struggle with a tendency toward anxiety wish we could be more free-spirited and spontaneous. We don't want to be the killjoy or the naysayer. We just have a limited capacity for overstimulation and we are terribly uncomfortable with the unknown. Remember, everyone experiences the holiday season differently. Some people have stories that we are unaware of that change the way they experience the holidays. Be mindful and respectful of that. It is okay to prioritize your well-being. It is my hope that by taking proactive steps and incorporating some of these strategies, you may you can manage anxiety and create a more enjoyable and relaxed holiday experience. But if you are in need of a friend or a partner to help you break through the overwhelm, anxiety, or people-pleasing that is robbing you of time and joy, I urge you to book a free discovery call with me to explore how Christian life coaching might be just the breakthrough that you need. It's only 15 minutes, and it's free. And you have spent a lifetime investing in everyone else around you. Perhaps it is time you really invest in yourself. Invest in your dreams and your goals. You can find the link in the show notes or go to gracefilledleader.com to learn more. And never underestimate the power of prayer. Pray that the Lord covers you with his peace and protection. Ask him to go before you and show you what to prioritize. Ask him to help you be comfortable just knowing and doing the next right thing. As we work our way toward the birthday of our Savior, I pray that the Lord blesses you with his peace and reminds you of his presence. I pray that he fills you with gratitude and his amazing grace. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, 
please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.